the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. And while the uh, ruling class and the government deserve all of the blame and criticism they get and more, ultimately, the state of the country, open borders, uh, runaway government spending, massive debt, um, the coronavirus tyranny uh, based on no science, only based on politics and money and so on and so on and so on is due to not enough people uh, fulfilling the obligations of their most important political office. Um, our first guest today is a returning guest, Mark Moisier, and he ran for Secretary of State back in 2018, and he is with the Dillon Law Group doing uh, constitutional law. And I understand he also, in his spare time, does triathlons, including the uh, the Ironman triathlon, and that is that's quite, that's quite amazing. And then I, we'll start there. In an Ironman triathlon, that involves 2.4 miles of swimming, 112 miles of bike riding, and a marathon, which is like 26 point something miles. And my 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 question is, do you do all of that in the same month? No, you do that all in the same uh, half a day. Whoa, that's a, that's a, that is that. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm trying to be, hum- be be funny again, but that's that's actually that is amazing and a really a high level of fitness. It really should be an Olympic event. I mean, that's I mean, you want to imagine who is the best athlete in the world, and arguably, the person who can do those things that long, that that level of endurance is the best athlete in the world. Well, thank you. Uh, it is how I try to, I do try to stay in shape and, you know, I do enjoy endurance, uh, athletics as anybody who followed my run for secretary of state knows where I rode my bike to all 58 counties of the state of California. Endurance is something that is in my DNA. Yeah. I was going to analogize those things because now you're starting on a new political race, uh, for Senate in the 2022 election. I mean, I'm, here's where I am. I do politics you know, almost, almost on a full-time basis, although I don't get paid for it is who's our current Senator. That seems you don't have to take a scorecard to tell who our current Senator is and the one you're running against. Well, I am running in 2022 for the U.S. Senate seat that was vacated by Kamala Harris when she became vice president. And uh, Gavin Newsom appointed Alex Padilla to fill the remainder of the slot. So it's what we what you would call a semi open seat in 2022, because it's the first time the people of the state of California will have to actually vote for who they want to be their U.S. senator. Well, I know that you wouldn't be doing this just to have a Republican name on the ballot. You're serious about it. You were serious about your Secretary of State run, and you campaigned essentially full-time around the state to for that. Uh, first question that comes to my mind is, 
Why do you think you have a chance of winning, given the record of Republicans in statewide elections, most recently in the recall election? Well, I'd like to take us back a little bit and actually look at California elections, because as I actually get in and start studying the data, there's actually something that's very alarming that's popping off the page at me, and that's how many people are not voting because they believe that the Democrats are going to win. And if you go back to 2018, in 2018, I ran for secretary of state. I got 4.4 million votes. The I lost by about 3 million votes. But what we are finding out is that approximately 4.5 million Californians are registered to vote, know they have a civic duty to vote, but simply did not vote because they felt like either their vote didn't matter or that the Democrats were going to win anyways. And what that shows me is that we have it's forced me to go back and start looking at at what happened when Californians used to vote Republican quite frequently in the state and what what shift happened and what I have realized is that we have gone away from what I call good old-fashioned ground game. Uh, Back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, the California Republican Party would have approximately 150 to 200 full-time staff that did nothing, for lack of a better term, were community organizers. So they basically went out there, developed volunteers to knock on the doors to get people out to vote. And as I, you know, have been studying this issue, and it's not just the California Republican Party, it's county parties, but, and it's also the campaigns. And it seems to be about somewhere between the end of Wilson and the end of Schwarzenegger, there was a, just a massive shift of the amount of funds being spent on the ground game. And I analogize it to, or I, I don't analogize it. I basically, it appears to me that the political consultant said, hey, rather than spend this millions of dollars on ground game, we'll just shift it over to radio and TV ads and slick mailers, and we'll get our message out that way. Unfortunately, scientifically proven, the most valuable, the easiest, and the most effective way of getting somebody to vote is actually having a conversation with them at their door. And so back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, where conservatives and Republicans had a very robust ground game, we would win. But then when we moved away from running ground game, what happened is we started losing, and then we started getting less money to fund our campaigns, and it's become a cycle where we're now not even having money to pay for TV ads. And we saw that really in the recall where the the TV ads were running about 20 to one uh, for Gavin Newsom versus against Gavin Newsom. And so in order to reset the balance in the state of California, we actually have to go back to the basics and we have to go back to, again, for lack of a better term, creating community organizers that get out there, recruit volunteers. I know we have a great organization like this out in the Inland Empire, and there's a lot of effort to rebuilding this in the 
uh, Inland Empire, but we need to do it statewide. And as a U.S. Senate candidate, that's going to be my number one focus is how we can rebuild the ground game, especially in the bigger cities, but throughout the state. So that way we have staff on the ground recruiting people to knock the doors of their neighbors, inviting people to our rallies, inviting them uh, to support our candidates, and then making sure that they get out to vote. And as we start getting our base out to vote, then I believe the, you know, the financial funds will also start falling in because the elections will be much closer. You know, so I think we've been looking at the problem backwards and we got to see what did we do when we win one and what are we doing now? And, you know, what we see the Democrat Party, they have their unions, they have their community organizers. They're still doing the same stuff. You know, but we have we've moved away from what made us successful. And what I'm planning on doing with this campaign is taking us back to the basics. Oh, I th- I'm all for that kind of organization and the, the door knocking uh, all the way back to Abraham Lincoln when he was a Whig described. That's how you, you organize. You figure out who your voters are, who is a doubtful voter. You have those doubtful voters talked to by people they trust, and then you make sure that every every Whig, he was a member of the Whig Party at the time, gets to the polls on Election Day. That's absolutely. But I don't think that, let me suggest that there's other other factors at work here, and you could have the best possible ground game, but that's not going to make up the 20 point percent plus difference between where Republicans usually are statewide and Democrats are statewide. You have a very different electorate, with far more immigrants, legal and illegal, which heavily favor the Democrat Party. You have insecure elections with, for example, uh, in 23 counties, 1.8 million more registered voters than you have eligible citizens. And every one of them is sent is mailed a ballot now on a permanent basis. Uh, what you know, So I. How do you overcome that? How do you overcome when people are will, people see the problems, homelessness, the uh, streets are becoming open sores, rising crime, lousy schools, lousy roads, not enough water, jobs fleeing the state, high housing prices. You can run. We can run the list, and we have for many many elections of all the problems due to Democrat governance, but we don't make a dent in it. Well, I mean, as we're seeing with this recall, and, and we don't have all the statistics yet, so I'm still. Uh, I still need to wait till we till this election is certified, this recall election. But what I'm seeing, um, it, it appears that a very high number of first-time voters came out to vote on the recall, people who are waking up. Unfortunately, what we're also seeing is that a high number of what we would call our base voters actually didn't vote. And I, I'm I'm still waiting for final numbers to get in, and then we're going to go out there and uh, try to figure out why those people didn't vote with some uh, polling and stuff like that. But it, it, to an extent, what it appears to me is that, you know, because we're spending so much time looking at all the problems, there's actually an active voter suppression going on where we're not even getting our votes out. And, and of course, the other side, they don't care about uh, clean cleaning up the voter rolls. I mean, that's so obvious. Um, 
I know that our firm is working very closely with the California Republican Party on some potential litigation to further clean up the voter rolls that has become obvious as a result of this last election. So, you know, there there is a lot of work that needs to be done. But one of the things that I have to remind people is go back and look at the 20, the 2000 election, Bush v. Gore. In Bush v. Gore, they had enough votes that they were able to suppress or were able to hold the line. The election attorneys could get in there and hold the lines. If we don't have enough votes, it's very hard to hold a line when it comes to uh, voter integrity lawsuits. And so the, the number one thing that anybody can do is vote. Uh, saying that my vote doesn't matter, well, if you don't vote, you're just electing more of the same that of what's destroying our state. And so the number one thing I could say is we got to participate in our elections. That is the, the that is the most important thing. We gotta we gotta energize the silent majority that's staying home and get them to the polls to vote. And if we start doing that, we start closing the gaps. Um, the election law attorneys continue to bring these lawsuits. Uh, there, there's going to be a substantial amount of money spent in the state of California over the next several years cleaning up the, you know, bringing lawsuits to help bring integrity to our elections. So there is stuff being done in the backgrounds, and you know, but what we can do as a people is make sure that our candidates, you know, have the compensation that they or have the funds that they need to get their message out and to run the ground game. And we need to get the people out to vote. Um, it's no longer not voting. You know, the Democrats are doing a great job of getting their people out to votes. They have their community organizers. They have their unions out there picking up people's ballots. They've made it as easy to vote as possible and you know, you know the fastest way to end a lot of the shenanigans we see in California um, is to do it better than they can. You know, when we start ballot harvesting fat better than they do, they'll end ballot harvesting in the state of California. Sure. Let's pause here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and where we annoy liberals every weekend with uh, truth and reason well, Prager and Gorka take the weekend off. 
We're talking to U.S. Senate candidate uh, and warrior and triathlon uh, runner and swimmer and, and uh, bike rider Mark Moisier. And we were talking about election integrity, and we want to move on, but I have one more question on this. Polls show that voter ID is popular, very popular with Republicans, Democrats, and independents. Why hasn't the California Republican Party already qualified for the ballot an election integrity initiative based on voter voter ID? Well, I am under the understanding that there are one or two or maybe even three different voter ID initiatives that are going to possibly be on the ballot in 2022. I know three different groups that are working on it. It'd be nice if they would somehow work together, but uh, stay tuned. I, I, I know it's coming. It's right. coming. That will that that will be uh, that will that will that will be welcome uh, because the Republican Party has run away from election integrity um, for decades. I was once at a meeting with uh, Ken Calvert and then Congressman Duncan Hunter. I asked this is before even before Donald Trump won the first time. I asked about election integrity, and it, I may as well just have dropped a live skunk into the room. They ran away from that issue as far and fast as they could, and that's been the general policy of the Republican Party for some unknown reason to me um, for decades. But in our remaining time, what are your leading things? What are, what are you saying? Okay, when you go out and talk to people, here's the things we need to do to, as a country to for prosperity, to preserve our freedom, to preserve the republic? Well, for the last 18 months, 19 months now, since COVID has come out, the the vast majority of my time in the practice of law has been spent on the issue of these unconstitutional mandates that have been coming down from uh, bureaucrats, unelected public health officials that nobody ever heard of, are all of a sudden controlling who's essential, who is not essential, making kids uh, wear face diapers, even though the science is not uh, backing it. it. It's it's very sad what I have seen in the government overreach that has come uh, as a result of COVID. And as a lawyer, I have been very active in, in fighting uh, this And as your U.S. Senator, I am going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to continue to fight uh, to protect the people from an overreaching government. Um, that is what I am. You know, I, I am a constitutional attorney. I understand the Constitution. There are several books back there written uh, about the Constitution that are well over 100, 150 years old. There's a first edition set of the Madison Papers, which is James Madison's writing writings on the Constitution. I understand that the Constitution is supposed to protect we the people from the government. And as your U.S. Senator, I am going to be continuing that fight. What is the issues that Californians want to talk about in 2022? Crime, homelessness, school choice. These are the issues that affect everyday Californians, everyday Americans. They want a better life for their children than the one that they currently have. And right now in the United States, we do not have that issue. Whether it is what is going on at the border, 
uh, and how crime and drugs are flowing across the border. And we need to clean that up. Whether we need to be what we're doing by allowing homeless to have one set of rules and we have a different set of rules, um, that that type of hypocrisy is actually getting very uh, old uh, with the voters. People are tired of just throwing more and more money to say that we're fixing a problem, which we're not really fixing. And all we're doing is creating more government bureaucracy. And so the, you know, the one thing that I've noticed, you know, when I ran for secretary of state, there was one issue I got to talk about election integrity. Now running for us Senate, I get to talk about election integrity, but it's like every other topic is also available. So one of the things is I talk to people about, the issues that are important to them. Obviously, if you're talking to farmers in the Central Valley, they want to know about water. You know, when you're talking to, you know, lumberjacks up in the forest, you know, they're concerned about, you know, let's keeping our forest, preserving our forest by, you know, thinning it out and cleaning out the forest as necessary, doing the common sense conservative uh, measures that we did back in the 60s and 70s. So, you know, if you're talking to a mom, she's going to be very concerned about her children's well-being. So there, there's a lot to talk about. And the, the best thing you can do as a politician is shut up and listen and learn what's important to somebody and then, you know, discuss how we can work together to make, uh, make that happen. I know that your next guest is going to be talking a lot about uh, school choice and a school choice initiative. And I think that's very important issue that uh, is going to be resonating in the 2022 election cycle. Well, I think there's no issue. There's no, I think there's no political issue more important than school choice. And as I understand, the sort of the enemy, there was just a recent meeting of a national meeting of teacher unions in South Carolina or North Carolina. And their number one item and issue is stopping school choice in California. And uh, as Mike, as, as our Mike Alexander, who's the head of our school choice initiative, this we're, we're starting World War Four politically with this initiative. But and you mentioned James Madison and you and I know who, who he was and his importance to the founding of the country and our republic. What do you think the uh, if you uh, if you were going to bet the over under uh, if you went out and, and did a poll of Californians would you what was over and under 5% who understood, who even remotely know who James Madison was which side do you bet I would say that we're probably 40% of this of people who have a high school education have at least heard James Madison, founder, uh, uh, the father of the U.S. Constitution. But if you actually asked them uh, what James Madison did to earn that title, I think it'd be less than 1%. It'd probably be less than half a percent who actually know that. But what's important is it's not, you know, yes, it'd be better if 99% of Californians knew who James Madison was, understood the Constitution, understood what he did, and understood what our constitutional rights were. You know, it'd be nice if 99% of Californians actually read the U.S. Constitution to understand the limitations on government. But what people understand is freedom. And what we have to do is we have to paint a picture for them that the current regime 
is selling them slavery. Whereas if they vote for people like me who are fighting for their constitutional rights, what they, what they get with that is freedom. And freedom wins over slavery every single day. But it's just going to be important that we get that message out. And unfortunately, because too many people think that those selling slavery are going to win, uh, it's hard to raise money for a campaign here in the state of California. But we're, we've done a very good job. We've just got out of the gate. We already have well over 500 contributors to the campaign. There are people out there who are jumping on board my campaign for U.S. Senate, or I should say our campaign for U.S. Senate, because it's not just me. I'm representing the people. And what we're doing is we're selling freedom. And I'll, 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 I will sell freedom every day of the week over slavery because people want freedom. That's an excellent point and an excellent approach. And we are unfortunately out of time for this session. I'm sure we'll have you back during the campaign. And you're gonna, you were at uh, the Redlands Tea Party Patriots uh, in the previous uh, last Thursday evening and did a great job there. People, you can connect with Mark at Mark Moisure. That's M-E-U-S-E-R dot com and learn more about him and sign up for his emails and contribute and help with his campaign. Thank you, Mark. And uh, we'll say we will have you back in the future. Thank you very much. Stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we had a great conversation with U.S. Senate candidate Mark Moisure in our first half. You can always pick that up on the podcast if you, uh, if you missed it. And we're pleased to have here in our second half, Mike Alexander, who is the president or chairman of the California School Choice Foundation. And thanks to his single-minded dedication to this project. There is now a school choice initiative awaiting title and summary, something about killing all the children in California or something like that from the uh, (laughs) Democrat attorney general who gets to give the initiatives their uh, title and summary. And then the, uh, then uh, world war four begins to collect. We need a million, just on just under a 1 million 
valid verified signatures, so we probably need five or ten million before to. No, that's that's a slight exaggeration, but uh, I, th- I think I think uh, I would assume that we need at least two million actual signatures yeah. to before they can w- to 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 be uh, to have a comfortable margin to uh, yeah. before they 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 wear it down. Um, certainly, the enemies of freedom understand the importance of education. Uh, Vladimir Lenin said, give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. Adolf Hitler said that he alone who owns the youth gains the future. And America's enemies domestic certainly understand the same principle. And it's it's only part of what is going on in uh, the government-run schools. The alternative to that, and people, some people have tried to go to and influence the government-run schools. I've gone with people to uh, talk to school board to school board members at their meetings, and you may as well be talking to a brick wall. They are most of them are Bolsheviks. <laughs> if not Bolsheviks, they're at least afraid. They're, they're at least afraid of the Bolsheviks, and yeah. they're, and they're not and they're not going and they're not and they're not going to step out. Of, they're not going to step out of line. Um, Right. So some people already have their children out and people, there's homeschooling and people can do that. And there's great resources available for that. But to get the most of America's children out of the government run schools is going to take school choice. And I'm 100 percent on board with your with with your initiative. Let's start there. What would you what would your initiative do? All right. If passed. Same thing. First of all, thank you again, Greg, for having me on your show. Not for the first time. It's always a pleasure. And I always get some kind of feedback somewhere. Oh, I heard you on Greg's show. It uh, it, it has, has a pretty good reach. And tonight, of course, I'll be speaking to all those wonderful folks at the Redlands Patriots out there at the Mill Creek uh, Barbecue or Restaurant, whatever they call it, their great place. Um School choice uh, uh, really is now the civil rights issue of the 21st century. It really was a major civil rights issue in the 20th century, and I'll come back to that in just a moment. But our bill is entitled the Educational Freedom Act, and we call it that even though the principal mechanism is an education savings account, the operative word here is freedom, educational freedom for the parents, not the bureaucrats. And our initiative has four key points. First of all, on request of a parent, you can have an education savings account, sometimes called an ESA, established for your child, each of your children. Number two, annually, that savings account, which is held in trust by a state rep, by the trust fund, will be credited with $14,000 per year, per child. And number three, the parent or guardian can direct those trust funds to an accredited private or parochial religious school of their choice unlimited, all has to do is be accredited. And number four, save any money left over from that tuition for college, vocational training, or other qualified educational expense. Simple, it's universal, it's as American as apple pie, or here in our state, 
tacos, Chinese food, a million ethnic varieties of, of food that we all love. It covers each and every one of God's children here in this state, and it scares the hell out of the enemy. It does. Relate in, in micro, you, uh, last time, uh, I don't remember where, where it was, but you were speaking about uh, school choice, and you told the story that you were at a Republican meeting in the South Bay Area of Southern California. You were in line to, for the, to order your food, and there was a Latino family ahead of you, yes. and you... Talk to them about, and they probably vote Democrat, but you, you, you talk to them about school choice. Yes. Actually, it turned out that it was up in, in Fullerton, same demographic, really. And I was speaking, uh, doing uh, grief therapy to a Republican group up there in Fullerton that was uh, still in mourning. They were all wearing black, black armed bands at least, because Larry Elder had lost. Um, I was trying to explain to him why all that happened, uh, but more particularly, I was trying to describe the pathway to victory and how any political organization, really, including some Democrats, if you want to, uh, you can build a successful political organization by telling people about school choice, because this issue transcends race, party, ethnicity, religion, Economic class, you name it, it's as American as could be. And to demonstrate that, I said, look, here, Bob, whatever his name was, who was near to tears over elders' loss, I said, Bob, just watch this. And there was a, a, a group in front of us, uh, parents who appeared to be in maybe their early 40s. I said, excuse me, if you have a few moments, uh, you might have overheard my friend and I Uh, talking about something, we'd like to get your impression. No wrong answers, just curious. And I proceeded, uh, I asked him, are these your children? Yeah, uh, two of them are. These other two belong to my my sister and so forth. And I explained our program about school choice, $14,000 a year. You pick the school, save anything you got left over for college. Would that have any interest to you? Oh, yes. Now, they spoke English quite well, say, oh, yes, certainly, uh, and so forth. It sounds like a really great program. We were listening to you guys talking about it. It sounds really interesting. So uh, they, they said yes, and I gave them a simple card with the four points on the back of it. And I said, no, one other thing, I really don't care what the answer is, but just out of curiosity, do you guys usually vote Republican or usually vote Democrat? I said, so we usually vote Democrat. Right. I said, thank you. Thank you. Uh, After that, interesting, about an hour later, the sister with her two kids tracked me down in the room next door where I was talking to these uh, to the uh, Republican Grief Club there. And uh, she tracked me down and said, I got your card. I wanted to come get the brochure. Where do I sign up? He said, and she whispered to me, we're Republican, my husband and I. She's Latino, right? Uh, she we're Republican, our two kids, and these schools are terrible. I got to take them out now, right? So there you go. Now, that was anecdotal. It was improvised. It was unscripted. It was right there. And I, uh, and I can't tell you how many ladies I've talked to in grocery store lines, in uh, in medical offices, right? Just ask the gal. Uh, it's usually a gal. 
uh, who's uh, you know maybe taking your blood sample or uh, get you set up in the room, just ask them. It's it's wonderful. I think you get the same reaction, don't you, Greg? Yeah, and um, I know that uh, Doug Hauser and Janice Hauser are, are working closely with your with your group, and they're they're doing outreach around the state. And the same thing, whenever when you when you have a chance to say, "Here's what it does," they they're very rarely they, do they as anybody object to that. Even teachers in the government run schools they yes, explain this to yes. because and you know they're going to try to make the teachers afraid, but actually for good teachers. School choice is going to be a great thing because they're going to be in more demand. There'll be competition for their services, and the privately run schools will not have anywhere near the bureaucratic overhead of the government run schools, so there will be more money available for teacher salaries. Or if parents get together and form a pod school, again, there'll be money available without the bureaucratic overhead. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, I think. Let's go over some of the polling numbers that we've had in the past um, and, and talk about those teachers as well. Our polling numbers show that among Democrats, repeat, among Democrats, Latino Democrats and black Democrats, they favor school choice or some form of it. It's always hard to know what's really meant by school choice, but they favor it two out of three, seven out of ten. You know, it runs upwards of seventy percent, and then when you read read the Democrat polls, right down the the bottom, it says other Democrats. Well, those other Democrats are white Democrats, and even they favor school choice forty eight percent. So I think that you know, even though the politics suggest that these uh, uh, that your average liberal Democrat would vote with the teachers union, vote with the left. Actual polling experience suggests otherwise. And and because no matter what, at the end of the day, those people like you and I and, and anybody in the barrio, anybody in the ghetto, poor, rich, in between, at the end of the day, they want the best for their children. And if they can write that check and get their kid into a better school, get them to a better college, get them to a better place in life, they're going to do it. And I think a lot of these uh, brain-dead leftists are going to look left, they're going to look right, they're going to cover up their vote like they were entering their PIN number at an ATM, and they're going to write themselves a check. That's what I think. And those teachers, 30% of them right now in some urban areas, uh, you know, have their children in private school already. And I can tell you that in the bad schools, 100% of those teachers do not have their own children in that school. And they are, uh, these uh, are mostly women, uh, men and women who are upwardly mobile. They've got children, they got to get into college and whatnot. And when you tell them that they've got access to their own tax dollars and don't have to spend that money uh, on tuition, uh, I'm telling you, it, it's going to be, a revolution out there. Uh, and so I quite agree with you about teachers. And I'd like to talk, use that opportunity. Uh, if you have a question, just stop me. But I'd like to use that opportunity to talk about the numbers. It's okay. I'll, so, I'll, just, go, I'll just go get a cup, cup of coffee. You you feel free to continue. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, the uh, uh, Here in the state of California, 
uh, the governor's own numbers show that uh, we spend about $20,000 per year per student for K-12. So what that means, if you take the average class size and divide it by 25, just whip out your Obama phone, do the numbers there, divide by 25, you have $500,000 per year per child. Excuse me, per classroom, right? Mm-hmm. 20,000, average classroom, 25. And that goes on for 13 years, K through 12, $6.5 million. And at the end of that time, on average in the state of California, only 20%, one fifth of that student, of that class can read, write, and compute at grade level. So, In any given year, that teacher who claims to be underpaid, and that's another argument for another day, but let's assume for a moment that she is. Well, let's assume that her current pay and benefits come to $100,000, $125,000 a year. You've still got a lot more money left in there in that budget. And even at $10,000 per year, if that were what the school charged for it, you'd have $250,000 per year. Uh, per classroom of, of 25. And even if you paid that woman total pay and benefits of 150,000, you still have another 100,000 left over to co- cover costs of administration and maybe even provide a profit if it's a for profit school. So there's plenty of money running around this state and they're their willingness to suggest anything to the contrary is, as I always say, nothing but a fraud, a hustle, and a con. But we are talking about the Democrat Party and the teacher unions. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back <laughs> after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we're going to need a lot of those private citizens if we're going to save our children and country by enacting school choice here in California. Uh, Ronald Reagan said, if we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. And he also said that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And I'm not going to read read the whole quote from Churchill who said basically the same thing. If you want to keep your civilization, you need to pass that on to each generation. And what's happening in the government-run schools, and this is one of the deficiencies there, is to not do that and to, in fact, pass on a perverted and warped view of our civilization and country such that the children coming up don't like it. Don't want it. They, they're teaching them to hate our country. And that's just one reason why I believe that uh, getting America's children out of the government-run schools is a national survival issue. And the only way to do that in, in mass is with school choice. 
Our guest this half hour is Mike Alexander, the uh, president of the California School Choice Foundation, and you can find their website. I'll always remember that. That is CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. So let's start there. What For people that understand the importance of and the benefit of school choice, what do we need them to do if we're going to bring this about in California? Right. It's very simple and very doable. The first thing we have to do is to get this thing on the ballot. I'm going to have what they call title and summary. In other words, I'll have a, a real live petition to hand to you and to anybody else who wants one. I should have it, I hope, um, by a week from Monday. With a little bit of luck, give or take a couple of days, we're all set, we're ready to go. Our signature event pun intended, is Super Sunday, which is, as it happens, uh, uh, Halloween weekend, October 30th and 31st. And there, we're going to have a reverse trick-or-treat. Instead of the teachers' union stealing candy out of the kids' goodie bag, we're going to take our money back and our kids back from the teachers' union. That's great. And on that day, all I want you to do is send, send me a note Mike at CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org and let me know what church or any other place you can be out in front of on Super Sunday. And our goal is to kick off our campaign on that weekend in front of a thousand churches in California. Right now, the communities of faith are the chief driving force behind the movement uh, uh, school choice movement. That's uh, what you want to do. I would like you, if you belong to a particular parish or congregation, to go to your pastor, uh, the minister, whoever it is that runs your church, and tell them, look, my name is uh, Joe. I'm for school choice, and I'm going to be on your sidewalk on Super Sunday. I just thought I would come to introduce myself. Uh, I just tell them uh, that you're going to be in front of there on Super Sunday. And the fact is, is that the the average church, if it's a good size, any one of them should be good for a thousand signatures. Certainly, Catholic parishes on average are pretty large places with, with significant families. There's over 1,600 churches, Catholic churches and schools in the state of California. I just happen to be Catholic. 60% of the state uh, is Protestant and evangelical or Jewish or whatever. And, and those uh, include many very large congregations. All we have to do is to identify a thousand churches in, uh, uh, in a uh, in a thousand places in California that will pledge 1,000 signatures, and we have our minimum of 1 million. Now, we'll do more than that. We'll, we'll have grocery stores, we'll have big signing events, public events, direct mail, you name it, but it's very simple. So don't think about, uh, about having together 1.5 million uh, valid signatures. Just think about what church you can be in front of on Halloween, Saturday, Sunday, October 31st. Let me know where you can be there. 
and, and just told me that you will pledge together from that church 500 to 1,000 signatures. Mike at CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. If you do that, we win. Don't worry about the rest. Don't worry about the Teachers Association or any of the other thugs that are going to try to go after us. You just do that job, and we win. I guarantee it. There's no question about it. So I hope that answers your question there. Uh, uh, Greg. <clears throat> I know some of our people were heavily involved in the uh, recall, gathering signatures for the recall. Yeah. And they were out there, were dedicated. They were out there places like in front of the uh, Bass Pro Shop in Ranch Cucamonga, which is a great Yeah, place. I know it. Yeah. yeah. They, weekend yeah. after weekend after weekend after weekend. And they gathered uh, just for the volunteer effort. I forget the number. It was in the one to one and a half million signature range and then did, the, the, yeah. the, the, the paid people came in on, on top of that once they saw this was really was, was happening and got that total up to enough that it was still qualified even i think it turned in 2.2 and they knocked it down yeah. to about 1.7 right right it was uh, about a 20 percent fallout and uh and we're prepared for that they still had a nice healthy margin they ended up with more time but you know one of the most important things that happened was that the action of the people motivated the people in the um uh institutional traditional republican party uh to uh you know to get involved and and that made a huge difference uh here and they came in at the end uh with a couple of million dollars and carried the day now, uh, ours uh, here is nonpartisan, and, and we're resting and relying upon the ability to get this information out to the average voter. And when you, if you just look, let me, let's take if you belong to a school already, a Christian school, Catholic school, Lutheran school, private school of some type, if you just have 200 students there, well, those 200 uh, uh, students, uh, let's just say there's an average of two kids per family. Well, there's, you know, there's 150, uh, 150 families. Well, multiply that by two because you got two parents there, whether they're separated, divorced or not. You got two parents. So now you got 300 parents. And then you you have another 300 Maternal grandparents and paternal grandparents. This is definitely doable, but uh, we should yeah. not we, we should not underestimate the uh, the big mountain we are climbing. But yeah. if you want to save the country, I think we, we we need to do it. Just as in earlier days, our forefathers yeah. rode across the ice covered Delaware icy Delaware River or charged up Omaha Beach. Here we, right. we need That's we right. need to get our children and grandchildren out of the government-run schools. That's all the time we have this week. Thank you, Mike. We're certainly going to have you back to promote this uh, very important issue. And once again, you can go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. There's a pre-petition showing your interest and your willingness to help. You can sign up for that. And then uh, about a week, week from Monday, World War IV starts to save (laughs) our children and country. That's all the time we have this week. Tune in next week for another exciting edition.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.